Welcome back to Anchored and Devoted. I am Pastor Joseph and... Hey, hey, I'm Pastor Jer. And we're over, over, uber excited. Not really. We we are talking today about gun control. I don't know if that's the best label for this topic, but we are talking about guns. How about that? And then uh, who should have them and who shouldn't? Or is it a biblical right? Or like, there's a whole bunch of stuff in this topic. Yeah, hi. Um circumscribe this thing largely it's yes yes i mean i've heard scriptures for everything and i'll i'll just put myself out there i do own guns um so for those who do not you can turn me off right now but i was in navy and was trained and they are locked up in a box which is in a safe which is inside of another safe um but i i'm not gonna pretend i don't own them um i do um and yet, but you got to talk about gun control. We just do. Yeah, we do. Full disclosure: I do not own guns. I have a desire to own a gun. But yeah, I you just covered those. Blind. You do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife about it the other day. Honestly, I was talking to her. Said, you know, I, I for various things, I would love to have. Gun. I enjoy shooting, enjoy going to the range. But you know, for me to spend five hundred or a thousand dollars, I love. I love the piece this Sig makes. I think SIG makes a, a very nice um, piece of hardware. But for me to spend that kind of money to what? Go to the range two, three times a year. And otherwise, in a self-defense scenario and home invasion scenario, I'm likely putting more people at risk than, than in protection because of my vision mm-hmm. with the weapon. It's like, uh, come on, let's let's be honest with myself here, Jer. This is uh Go ahead and do something. You know, I use a cane when I walk. I use a white cane. You and I need That's, to schedule some time in the range. I would love to, dude. Yeah, I, we got to do really that soon. But uh, no, when I walk in places where I'm not familiar with the with the area, I will use my white cane, and I you know look like a blind person going along, even though I can see some. So uh, for me, you know, the real issue is if I can touch it with my cane, it's probably safe for me to use a, oh, a gun on it. Which which limits me to like a, a machete or something. Like let me touch you first to make sure like, <laughs> I can ID this really well before I kind of go Conan over here. Anyway, yeah. So uh, first question. Okay. Um, should we as Christians like? Is there a basis for for having owning guns? You know, as a as a people. Why do we, why do we, yeah, okay, I get, I get the whole constitution <laughs> thing, but I'm not even dealing with that. Like, as Christians. Right, yeah, and so I, I think we want to separate, there's two topics that get lumped under gun control. One is gun violence, which I think should be the second topic. Right now, we're just talking about, you know, should Christians have them? Should we even have um, them? Right, and I mean, there's the scriptures, I'm, you know, working against you here, Jared. There's, there's the scriptures of Jesus, you know, saying, turn the other cheek. Um, and, you know, loving my neighbor and often that is used as a reason, uh, um, to not have a gun. Um, there are scriptures that, you know, encourage us to be willing to die for our neighbors. And again, that is one used as a reason to say, you know, shouldn't have a gun. Um, the, um, the Old Testament tells us that there's a time coming where the spears and the swords are going to be taken and beaten into plowshares. Correct. 
Correct. Back there, I know of a of a of a, a an organization that will literally take your your weapons mm-hmm. and recycle them and make them into tools for you. In fact, they call themselves a raw raw something, and they did really? that specifically because it takes the word war and flips it around backwards. Okay, never heard of them, but sounds pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's. Um, and I mean, we, I guess we'll have to drop this episode it's right tools the, is the name of that organization. The Not other sponsor just putting out there. Um, what are you trusting in? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you trusting in the weapon for your protection or is it a layer of protection? Um, um, the the recognition that you know spiritual warfare is of much greater concern than physical warfare at least based off of scripture and that's what i believe um i mean it's so clearly what paul tells us we do not wrestle against right physical adversaries correct and yet there are adversaries who desire um uh I'm not, I'm not sure where we're going to drop this episode in relationship to the stuff we've recorded. Um, there are those who desire to harm others um, um, based off of misinformation, miseducation, mm-hmm. um, ignorance, um, you know, as well as, we, you know, we'll talk about in an episode racism where there is this desire based off of and it might be a truth for them, but information that they hold truth uh, as a truth um, that leads to actions um, of on others. Right. One of my biggest issues for um, the ability for people to protect themselves, and this really is protection. I'm not talking about, again, um, the offensive side. This is the defensive side. Um, before I do anything, am I willing to trust Scott with a situation? Am I willing to wrestle with, okay, God, what would, what are you trying to do in this situation? Okay. Um, this isn't a, um, what's mine is mine and I must, I must protect it. I believe, you know, God gave me everything, so I don't really need to protect it. I, David, um, would you say that again? The, uh, thing glitched here oh okay i said i believe you know god owns everything so i don't need to protect it he's the one who gave it to me so mm-hmm. he can give it to me again just like when i look at job um but i do recognize um that there are you know when we look at the old testament specifically we see um god calling his people to war we see god calling his people to um, defend the nation. We see God calling his people to go and correct others mm-hmm. in ways that um, we would often say are not, um, what is the word? Um, um, civil. That's the okay. word. Um, uh, so, but I, I guess I don't, it sounds like we're kind of circling this question, but. Mm-hmm. So, biblically, mm-hmm. is self-defense, is weapons for self-defense something that 
you think scripture says this is yes permitted correct because i'm not i'm not seeking revenge i'm again this is self-defense um this is a boundary has been broken um and uh um the the choice of whether it's a knife or a rock or a gun um to me doesn't change because this is a defensive um posture to protect those within a premise Um, we don't see the early church christians doing that we don't see them picking up rocks or swords when they were taken into the um the stadiums we don't see them forming you know sort of christian militias when they were in rome being persecuted we we don't see jesus in fact we see jesus telling peter put the sword away because mm-hmm. he lives he by the sword, dies by the sword correct but then we i mean we see later on in luke where um you know we see first when he sent out the disciples and he told them you know don't take anything right um you know no protection God's got this. Uh, move on. Uh, the second wave, he sent them out. He told them to pretty much take money, um, you know, take your cloak. Um, you know, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Um, <laughs> Luke twenty-two. Uh, this was again the second sending out, and um, the the expectation is that peace will be here when Christ returns, not. Um, yes, we are to be agents of peace. Yes, we are to be willing to sacrifice ourselves for others. And that's the tough part of, okay, when it comes to defending a house, am I willing to spend time before God to understand the situation from an eternal perspective, not just a temporal one or a um, a social one? Um, it sounds like you're suggesting a way of being, a way of thinking, a way of life that is is impractical, at least, that Okay, I, I'm not going to put things into strict categories of this is mine, therefore I have a right to protect it. I, I have to keep this mindset of this is something God's given to me, and I need to ask him how he wants me to respond in the situation. Correct. I'm but a that, that, that kind of means if my home is being invaded, it sounds like what you're saying is, okay, well, it's time to stop and have a prayer meeting. No, the <laughs> that's, that's not the good question. Um, I, I don't mean a prayer meeting as far as um okay so if a person is breaking into my house um and um i am taking the posture of again protecting my wife and my child i'm honestly them getting in the house isn't my first worry it's my kids and my wife Right. Um, and so being clear um, with the individual as to what will happen and what will not, um, I actually leave my keys and my wallet downstairs on the dining room table just in case someone wants to break in, they can have it and go. Um, like if anyone's listening who might be a cat burglar, there is a <laughs> Pathfinder. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, no, a really, I'm a Pathfinder with your name on it. This is how I live with the expectation I don't want to harm this other person. So I literally leave it on the dining room table so I can say it's there if someone breaks in. Okay, so hypothetical. Um, Let me just change the situation real quick. I, I wasn't done. I, I, I wasn't done. Okay. I'm going to come back to it. All right. 
So you're out in the street and you've got a, a concealed carry permit and you've got a piece on you and someone comes up to you to mug you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to give them my gun. What? <laughs> okay. Well, my question is, you've got your gun, you got your wallet. They want your wallet, but you can protect it with a gun. What do you do? Are they, do they have a knife? Do they have a gun? Are we having a conversation? Like, what, what, like, there's a whole bunch here because for me, I'm happy to give, and I know it might sound wimpy, I'm happy to give someone wallet. I can turn off the credit cards tomorrow. I'd rather not harm them, but I'm not giving them my gun. Like, they're not going to harm me either. Well, they don't have your gun. They just know you have money. I'm happy they can have it all. For some reason, they've chosen you as a soft target. (laughs) Exactly. They have no clue that there's nothing but mothballs and and, and lint in my wallet. But they're more than welcome to it. I'm happy to give them my wallet. They can go and buy some Cheetos on my credit card or some gas. (laughs) But, I mean, for me, that's not worth uh, harming someone else. That's um, what I thought you were going to say, but I wanted to. This, so, so I, again, I'm very, I'm so pro life, it's not funny. Like, I am genuinely pro life in allowing someone um, live and experience all the, the silliness of being human um, with the hope that they will come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Um, I, I don't believe I can get in the way of that in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe I can help people to come to know him. And so if someone's breaking into my house and they're now seeking to harm someone, yeah, that's different. Um, often people are breaking in or um, we won't, that's another episode we can get into that. Um, but often no, people that, are breaking in because they want material goods, not because they want to do bodily harm. Correct. Correct. Most people don't want to do bodily harm. They're just looking for a quick score or whatever. Correct. And so for me, again, like I said, I've already thought through it. I'd rather someone just take my keys to my amazingly super fast hot car that lives in the front yard and <laughs> with a huge wall. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Again, I, I don't. Anywho, um, <laughs> when it comes to um, being a person of faith. For me, I enjoy hunting. I haven't done it in a while, but I do enjoy hunting. So I'm not a big person who believes in assault rifles as a God-given right at birth. Um, I, I do understand, you know, in our founding documents, there is the expectation that if an army needed or a militia needed to be raised swiftly, it could come from the people mm-hmm. in the community along with the weapons. Mm-hmm. I know as Americans, we have a, so many, it's not funny. Um, it's silly. And now we're even printing ghost guns, which is even more impressive as if we didn't have enough. Um, but the, uh, and again, this was my training, the desire to protect life at all costs, mine and the other person's is real. And I know that's not the norm. Right. The norm is you broke onto my land. I should be able to get you off my property because of X, Y, Z. That I, I mean, you can correct me, but I don't see that in scripture. No, um, I see. I see we're talking here and I want to, I want to turn the corner here to talk about the next half of this. But as you're saying this right here, what I'm thinking about is we, we had the episode on the three rules of fighting. 
We did. Yes. Yes, and that's correct. That's that's how I think both you and I think through this. It, it is not too. It is not too. It's a correct statement to state that both you and I are ready to take the life of another person under circumstances that we have already thought through, that we've already taken to the Lord and said, if you want this line to change, you're going to have to show me where it needs to change because there right. is a, there are uh, predicates that if these predicates are passed, if there is harm that I know is going to be done, if I can't simply walk away, if it's going to be better for me to respond than to, if it's if it's not going to be enough for me to simply take the beating to give over the wallet mm -hmm. then i'm ready to go into action and if i do that means i'm ready to take a life and that's again that's not the desired goal i like to take my gun to the range i like to go hunting <laughs> that's what i like to do it's not for taking lives but i know that there are individuals that don't see that as um a hard line or um see the other person as bearing the image of god they see them as the enemy i guess that's one of the things that we didn't actually talk about when we talked about the rules of fighting the rules of fighting that i just went through there they do protect me mm -hmm. but they're in fact designed to protect you from me mm -hmm. They're designed to put barriers in the way that unless they have been breached by you, I keep the gun in the holster. I keep the sword in the sheath. I keep the fists down. That, that, and that's what I really want to point out here is that while you, both you and I are, we're, we're stating unequivocally, yes, scripture gives room for gives it a very strong basis for protecting personal property, for protecting life and liberty. It does not ban, it does not um, exclude having weapons that can take a life from being a part of the proper life of the Christian. And we're ready to use those things to take a life, knowing that, knowing first and foremost, how deeply God cares for every person, including the person who wants to do me harm. I mean, Correct. this really has to go to the point where Jesus, while he's hanging on the cross, says, forgive them, Father, because they don't know what they're doing. That's how he said, if I wanted to, I could call down 10,000 legions of angels and they would deliver me. But I've already made the decision. The juice isn't worth the squeeze. It's best for me to go to the cross than to stop this injustice from happening. But that we have to get to the second question here, and that's you start to touch on it. Should we should we be able to, as Americans, uh, what? And let me ask it this way, so it's not so heated. Mm -hmm. What would be good um, roadblocks or hurdles for someone? who wants to own a weapon to have to get over or through in order to secure and obtain a weapon. I, that's what it really comes down to gun reform, uh, gun control reform, what kind of laws we put in place, whether it's red flag. And, or, I mean, this gets to the gun violence part. Um, let's go there. You know, where 
you are now on an offense and we've lowered the barrier to such a degree that anyone um, can get a gun. It's um, it's interesting how in our culture we'd like to do that and you see waves of change take place um, based off of perception. Example, the housing market is super hot, the barrier to become a real estate agent is low. Everyone's becoming a real estate agent. To, to make excellent too Number right one in the state. to make easy money um and again it's driven out of a comfort mindset or a um a, a pride filled mindset of i can control it so you instead of going to god and being ahead of the curve you're you're always chasing the next wave and when it comes to um gun violence the again the we've glorified it in our culture, but we've also um, made it easy to access um, mm-hmm. because um, it's taken as a right. Mm-hmm. The, the access is what you're talking about, Jerry. And for me, um, I, I really think the smarter something begins, the higher the threshold should be um, to have access to it. And when I say the smarter, you can have a rock, you know, when you're four or five, like that's, right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty simple. And as you, you must mature, have a yes. And as you mature, you learn, you know what, don't throw them at windows, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's not only are there windows, but there's people inside the house. So you yeah. can hit them. Um, there's cars outside the house. So when you hit the house, it bounces off and scratches it, up the car. Exactly. Like this process, this, uh, maturation process is one that, people go through as they continue to mature. So for me, um, I think, you know, 21 is a good number. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you've been in the military and you've been trained, I think that's a different, um, because hopefully you've had to wrestle with, uh, life and death, which isn't part of the training when it comes to gun training in most states, it's just how to, um, uh, shoot properly, how to understand mentally um that uh this is a weapon mm-hmm. um, and know that the training is often a lot less than it is for a car um to drive a car um, right so for me it would have to be something greater than to drive a car so are you in favor then of i mean i, I obviously there i mean if we guns, kept it there's, there's a gun license or Correct. Like I was saying, a gun license. So if we kept it at a lower age of 18 or whatever, which I'm not going to fight anyone over, like I'm not, that's, I don't see the purpose in that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, again, the training has to be on par with something else that takes lives like ours. Like it, it needs to be um, significant. Now, so, now, I think that this it's, it gets into a different area of uh, two things. Number one, I, I completely agree i think that there i think it would be better to have a licensing um a a way of licensing not to say who is allowed Mm -hmm. because the constitution says who is allowed to own guns but to say rather who has demonstrated that they have fulfilled their responsibility to take what they are allowed to do correct uh, now, this is different than cars in that there is no constitutional right to a, a driver's license. But but yet we treat it as though there is. So <laughs> Yeah, we treat it as though there is. So that's one thing. There is a distinction here that from a legal point of view, 
um, uh, you know, is outside of my wheelhouse to be able to speak to well, except to say there is difference. And in fact, the Constitution does put bigger protections on your and my ability to own a gun and then, I mean, than there, a license. If but there isn't, um, if there isn't a, um, if there isn't a clear connection between um, life and death and understanding all the the realities of owning a gun, just even the statistics, like that you're more likely to harm someone in your family or take your own life when you have a gun in the house, just, just general facts of knowing this, so that you're fully aware and not surprised when you get drunk and then all of a sudden you're having these thoughts and you're thinking of your gun as the only option. Right. Um, like those, um, I've been through the, I think, Maryland State training twice and um, both times I would classify them and I apologize to the state of Maryland. I love you. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> well, see that that's the second point I was going to get to when we talk about licensing a car. I I've heard, I've talked to some friends who received their driver's license in say a country like Germany, where I mean, there's legit tests of ability mm -hmm. that go on before you can receive your license. And I've watched where the driver's courses in our state in particular over the past 20 or 30 years have gone from requiring you to demonstrate that you know how to drive a car by actually driving it. And parallel park. Oh, and all that sorts of license. things. <laughs> to, uh, can you just move this, the car in a I circle? Think, I think, I think there ha we have gotten at least very close to a point where there is no, no road test any longer. Uh, it's just I, this sort of knowledge base of did you fulfill this many hours because you're saying that you did of driving someplace and have you answered these questions and and the agency responsible for certifying that this person has demonstrated the proficiency and the responsibility to operate this vehicle to receive the license has been denigrated it's been it's suffered loss and as a result, we have people receiving the licensure that should not. And I'm talking just about cars at this point. No, no, no. I, I, again, this is my view is similar when it comes to guns, is that there is clearly a mismatch when it comes to um, the training and glorification. Like if you're gonna glorify guns, then you better train people well so they understand don't play with them. Don't clean them while they're loaded. Like just common sense stuff. Right. When you go online and look at how many people shoot themselves in a year cleaning their guns, it's impressive. So obviously there should be some training on how to clean your gun. Take out the bullets first. That's <laughs> not how just the magazine either. That's also the chamber. Yeah, like it's it's humbling to me. And I'm super pro-life. We are like sheep. We need protection. And... um there is um when i say we need protection we need protection from ourselves um mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like airbags in a car there there needs to be some stuff that is promoted i have no issue with smart guns so if you want an assault rifle then it needs to be a smart one um and you know it, there's there are certain things that um i think like with cars we can do with guns to make them so much safer 
When it comes to violence, though, understand that just like with Cain and Abel, the fun thing that most people quote, you know, man's going to choose something. Right. Uh, my concern is that rocks don't come with, you know, 15, ma- you know, 15 bullets or 18 bullets and right. as well as a scope. There is a bigger impact when you have um, smarter weapons. And so you should have to have a much higher standard um, to use such things. You want to. At the same time, this is. This is this is why gun reform is hard. When you and I started off in counseling, Mm -hmm. there were fewer counselors than there are now. Oh, there were there were significantly more than there were 20 years before us and the licensing agencies set in place parameters to receive a license in counseling Mm -hmm. and because the field burgeoned the way it did a license was worth one thing but license with graduate work was worth more a license with a doctorate degree was worth more. And then there were different licenses that you could get. And the more people, the more the license proliferated, the more there were people with who held that licensure, the poorer the overall quality of general care became. The easier it was to attain a license. I know. It was, was correlated to the number of licenses that were given, mm-hmm. which was correlated to Compet- a lack of competency Correct. of the license You lowered the barrier to entry, so everyone did it. And in doing that, you ended up with a poorer pool of individuals. Um, and that at the same what time, if you have a board that has the authority to license, then you're saying in a de facto way that you also possess the authority to bar and to set the standards. Now, if you again, if you've taken a course and never shot a gun, I don't see how you should get a gun. If you've only fired it once and you did not hit the paper, I don't like these are just things where, for me, paralleling it to a car, you you, you should. <laughs> they can say no to a driver's license. I I get it, and I get this is a, a freedom that we hold more dearly than we hold to our Bibles, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> and use more often. Yeah, there's a little nudge right there. Um, it's it's gun shouldn't define you. Okay, so so quick fire questions, and we could both answer these, but I'll just spit out a few. Um, age limit to gun ownership? Yes or no? I do believe so. Yes. And you said 21, but you're not going to quibble over 16, 18. I'm not, as long as there's much more training at 16 and 18, and I mean a lot more. So that's the second question. Um, Safety training courses, hands-on, live fire, demonstrating. When you were in the military, you had to demonstrate not only the ability to put bullets down range accurately, but you had to be able to disassemble your gun, put it back together, demonstrate that you knew how to clean it, demonstrate that you knew the difference between it and other guns, and how to use those others. To the point where you had to bring it back multiple times and prove that you were taking care of both your rifle and your sidearm. Like you had to prove <laughs> that you would maintain it, not just throw it in the corner. So very high level 
tactical training, hands-on oh, training. My, I mean, when I, when I, to me, I don't think it's unreasonable to have some agency that really double checks that you actually keep your guns in a gun safe. There mm -hmm. isn't one. Like they tell you when you buy it, you're supposed to keep it in a safe, but they don't sell you a safe. You can well, buy it. That's, that's, that's my third <laughs> question. And just in terms of quick fire, um, should you have to demonstrate a knowledge of both the federal and local laws? Yeah. That, okay. You should have to. You should, you should have to demonstrate prior to gun ownership that you know the laws. Yes, because then you're going to drive around saying, I didn't know. Okay. Insurance. As a gun owner, mm. should you be required to carry um, gun insurance? You know, I haven't thought about that one. Because um, <laughs> we talked about it in relation to the cars. Um, yeah, I don't know how that would work because I know people are suing gun manufacturers. So not a quick question then. Okay. So next question then, know. should gun manufacturers be liable for how their tools are used? <laughs> I'm person. this is me personally. This has nothing to do with scripture. This is just me personally. Um, I think in America, if you, I mean, that's like suing Twinkies for making Twinkies. Like, I, I just don't know how you make them liable when right. I have no clue how you're going to use it. So, Sorry, I said I would answer like, too. I, like you I, could, I agree. I agree with the answer. I'm not yeah, in favor like, of holding I don't, manufacturers I don't liable. I think they should be liable. I think the individuals who use them should be. And I do think now that I'm chewing on it, insurance, when an, a person buys a gun, would make sense that you yeah. could choose some form of insurance so that if you did, and harm other people's, they could get some uh, financial uh, compensation. Because um, uh, I mean, if I, if yeah, I, I don't went, even know what that what that is, but in yeah, terms, you're either. taking a risk. You're assuming a Correct. risk. The risk Correct. may come with financial responsibilities, yeah, I don't either to you forward. or to others. Yeah, I don't sue forward. I don't sue GM unless it was brakes or something like that. But I mean, if someone decides to plow into a bunch of people. On Main Street Laurel, like I, I don't think right. um, I need to sue the car company. I'm sure some lawyer will encourage me to, but that's not my first thought. My first thought is toward the individual who was using the car inappropriately. Okay. My my first, this is just thinking off the cuff, would be that the person who is liable is the one who had the weapon and used it in a way that brought harm to others. My Either first part with the law or not. Well, the unfortunate part is that the barrier is so low to entries, even though 500 bucks might sound like a lot or a thousand bucks might sound like that's not that much when you consider ways to harm people quickly, especially right. when bullets are cheap. Um, unless you start selling bullets for two, 300 bucks, then, then you're like, oh, you know what? I can see no one's going to be shooting anyone else because the bullets are so expensive. Okay. So next, next fast question here. Uh, gun ownership tax. Yes or no? As a gun owner, that. I'm going to tax you for the guns you own. I know you're thinking about cars again. Um, I don't know. I've never. I mean, there's. I'm just thinking about policy because that's only where we are. Well, there's. I mean, there's policy. already a tax you pay because it's a big lump of metal. Um, like you pay that or plastic. I don't know what kind of gun it is, but um, you pay that to the state as well as on the federal level when you purchase it. So I don't know what an annual tax would do. It's not like a car where I'm using a road over and over well, again. Well, I mean. The basic economics, whatever you tax, you oh. make less of. Oh, no, I get it like cigarette, but you could tax the bullets. You could tax a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Um, 
I could see taxing. I could see taxing bullets. How about that? Okay. All right. <laughs> that I'm I sure. I, I'm, I don't think I'm in favor of a tax for either guns yeah. or bullets, but I, I am in favor. Uh, just to go back to the last one, the insurance. I'm in favor of that. I'm in favor of the um, test for law demonstration of of uh, understanding. Yeah. I'm in favor of testing for competency of use after having completed appropriate training. So the next one would be um, mental health. Um, yes, I, I definitely believe that it's the, the tough part is that much of mental health is subjective when it comes to is a person that secret out. Well, I'm just saying like, you know, dude, um, uh, goes to buy the gun he's saying and then two minutes later he's insane <laughs> what like how like how how right like yeah. he literally just bought the gun that morning drove to the school that afternoon and somewhere in between he became insane and the guy who sold him the gun didn't realize it. okay he, he only saw him for two minutes or whatever on his 18th birthday and it was legal and so we keep so like, you're saying it's difficult but you're in favor I'm saying that there has to be something more than the subjective, because okay. if I like you and you like me, then we can both say what you're saying. It has to be something more concrete. I don't okay. know what it is, gotcha. whether it's a, um, you know, a cognitive test to understand mm -hmm. your thinking, mm -hmm. whether it's a, um, a test trying to see um and Did helping you, have you bias against with... black people no i was about to say about valuing life okay um in general um and so yeah race could be a part of that and i hadn't thought about that but i'm just saying you know i i do think most people do not connect with the consequences of owning a gun until they're actually dealing with the consequences of it. I'm, I'm completely in favor with this as well however and this is a caveat not all tests are created equally oh no i agree and that's my um, issue with the that's <laughs> the psych test like that, that's that's so okay so then uh waiting period before purchasing waiting per period before picking up yes um no? i'd say yes right, i'd say yes and that, that's just because i know there's been a it's been borne out that if you want to kill your spouse or you want to, you're angry yeah. with somebody, typically 72 hours is a good cooling off period. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm in favor of that. Like it just stops people from harming those that they're angry with in the moment. Ability to sell guns in unregistered ways, such as through flea markets or gun shows. I hadn't thought about this one. Um, Uh, you know, my tough part is because this is a a life thing. Um, if we're taxing bullets heavily, then go for it. Um, if everything's still willy-nilly like it is now, then I'm not so much a fan. Okay. Um, and it's just because, again, the mental health, the... Um, lack of thoughtfulness of loved ones caring for another by buying them guns and giving them to inappropriate times. Um, right. And, you know, you're having a bad day? Give you a gun. What? No. That's, <laughs> um, that's, that's, 
that's <laughs> again they're for defense it's not they they are meant to destroy so red flag laws then um should the government be able to come in and based on an allegation or a demonstration of um see, i have no mental issue mental illness should they be able to come in and remove the um, let me guns? back up to the swap me i have no issue with the swap me if again they are registering them okay. they, as long as there's a registration that takes place somewhere i don't care you know how you do it if you do it on your smartphone or whatever i like that's not the issue. As long Is it good as news, just take a picture and put it up to Snapchat. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we need the VIN, like on a car. We need to know, you know, the what is that? Uh, the car, the Carfax or whatever. I need to see the <laughs> says your driver's license number. Your SSN needs to be attached to that somehow. I'm just exactly like there's okay. something. As long as no one's taking it from me, like there's something to say that I gave this to my son or I gave this to my neighbor or whatever. Like I gave it away. And I even think that that's a good thing when it comes to mental health. Like if you are beefing with your spouse, I don't have a problem with me, you know, calling you and saying, hey, I'm giving this to you for the next 90 days for my own personal well-being um, and being able to transfer it to you and know that you have it without having to worry about, um, as you stated, the state or someone else coming in to take it. Um, I um, just I just thought of a great business idea. <laughs> I do have <laughs> oh mercy I, I do have an issue again because of the way we currently have the system where I do think there is a need for the state to get involved when it comes to individuals with mental health um, I think if we dealt with it on the front end then that could go away but because we don't it's cleaning up on the back end right. um, and so it's it's one of those things where Yes, I respect your right as a person to be able to get the gun, but understand if you're rocking a second grade education and not able to cognitively uh, understand the ramifications of pulling the trigger, I don't care if you are 18, it doesn't work. Like it just doesn't. Um, so what should the penalty be if you if you own a gun and you use it improperly? Uh, should Should you be facing prison time? Um, should you lose your ability to own a gun thenceforth if you own a gun and it is stolen? You're right, should yeah. you I lose your... <laughs> well, I mean, well, this is so why the problem think, is... This is I, why I think they should be smarter. Like, there is the ability to make guns smarter. Like, there is. It's just one of those things where we you like... Use, you gotta breathalyze before you can use your gun? No, you don't have to breathalyze, but you can have it master your hand, and that's not even new technology. You can make it so that the owner is the only one firing the gun, not anyone and everyone. So you can't lose the gun. You can so make similar it similar to some kind of negligence law. If you if you haven't taken the steps to secure your firearm and you lose control of it, therefore you've been negligent and you should be responsible for that. I don't. Again, if I, I, for me, the easiest thing is my car. Mm -hmm. If I've left my keys in my car and call the police. They're gonna say you did your car wasn't stolen. And I'll say, yes, it was. I left it here with the keys and doors unlocked. Well, it wasn't stolen. <laughs> what do you mean it wasn't stolen? That it was, was picked up and permanently borrowed by your children. Yeah, like you you gave it away. But I didn't. I didn't give them permission. 
Okay, you, <laughs> you did when you left your keys in. The whole idea is that take the keys, you take that permission away. The same is true with a gun. If if it's a dumb instrument, what like they currently are, then it makes it easy for anyone to have access to it, and that that makes it so that again I have to keep mine in two safes. <laughs> um, Final, final fast question, which obviously haven't been fast. Should you be, should there be a cap on number of firearms an individual can own? No. If you want to buy a bazillion, go for it. You can't shoot. It's like cars. You can't drive them all the one time. I talking so. to a libertarian. I want, I want to <laughs> get you into a nice, you know. I am an independent. Aren't you a Democrat or Republican? I am, I am an independent. And if you want to buy a bazillion guns, go for it. Again, I'm taxing the bullet. So God bless you. Um, you want to buy all the bullets, go for it. But at least there is some thing like a cigarette tax where and discouraging you from being silly. You're always willing to, you can make them at home yourself. Like I'm not stopping you from making them. Um, it's just one of those things where we want to make sure the guns are smarter and so are the people. Okay. I'm not going to ask any more ridiculous questions here. Uh, and, and I know I'm leaving out legitimate things like um, extended clips. And I'm also excluding the, the, dumb things like bump the, stocks. The big thing is that when it comes to violence, and that's what I was trying to aim at, is God is nowhere for violence. Mm. He's nowhere for just destruction. And so um, even when it comes to war, we talked about just war. There is a space, and we see it in Scripture, where God moves, and he's moving out of his holiness, and he's calling people to a better way. And yet when they choose not to because of the hardness of their heart, the, the brokenness of their minds. Uh, he humbles them so they can come to know him for who he truly is, right? God. Um, I was talking with a friend about this the other day. Mm -hmm. You have another friend besides me? What? Full disclosure, it was my wife. Oh, so, okay. Well, she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the verse that God has created everyone for a purpose, even the wicked for the day of judgment. Mm-hmm day of destruction and i said yeah it really is very much like Gollum in lord of the rings but Gollum's the one who fell captive to the power of the ring yet he himself having fallen prey to it did desire and did seek out to satiate the desire to have the ring and in the end it was that wicked desire that he fulfilled only to be holding the ring as he fell into the mountain and destroyed both himself and the ring. And that's where you see God's purpose. Did, did God want for Gollum to have to go through this? No. But Gollum chose this, and God said, well, then this is what we're going to use. And if, if Gollum hadn't pursued that, how would the story have ended? Because the story would have gone something like this. And then Frodo gets there, decides he can't get rid of it, throws on his puts the ring on, becomes invisible, and walks away to go do whatever. And Sam had no chance of finding him and throwing him into the lake. And Sam couldn't have even if he had to. Even if he could have, Sam Weiss couldn't have done that to Frodo. The only way the story could have ended was with a power outside of both Sam and Frodo, who was so bent on gaining the ring that they did so in such a way that the ultimate purpose of the destruction of the ring was carried out. Now that, okay, sorry for the excursions and the geekdom there. <laughs> but okay. that is to say this, you said God is not in favor of destruction. 
He's not Veravanza. And I agree, he's not. Yet he has permitted us to pursue our desires. And he has said, there are parameters. And if you do things that are unjust and unholy, there are consequences. And ultimately, the consequences is, I, God, am going to punish all sin. And if you throw yourself this way, you will experience violence from my hand. But it's not because I want to do this. It's because I've told you this is the way you are to go. And I've given you the choice to either go that way or to choose a different way. It, it's not an easy, there's not an easy solution. And we haven't gotten into the, you know, if the government can, can license and the government can also take back. And do we trust the government with this? There's, there's, there's a bunch of different questions that I think rightly come into this conversation. But from a Christian point of view, it sounds like what we were saying is this, like anything else, is something that has to first be founded in the fact that God has created us in his image with mm -hmm. an incredible worth. He's called us to love each other and to serve each other. He has called us also to protect what he has given to us. But ultimately, he's going to be the one who's going to mete out judgment and justice. Right. And he's going to hold us responsible for every decision that we make, which means every decision that we do make must be made intentionally with godly character. But that includes owning a firearm and using a firearm. Correct. So it's not something we can simply say, well, it's in the Second Amendment, so I'm good to go. I agree. I agree. Well, can we call this discussion then ended and solved? Yes. I don't know about solved, but we, we can definitely end it. I think we've okay. gone long enough. <laughs> I don't know who else is still listening, but I think we we we, we killed this one pretty good. So. <laughs> well, I'm grateful that you guys, uh, for those of you who did stick it out, stuck this out with us. If you uh, think that we we're off of our rockers, please feel free to let us know. We like feedback of any kind. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can at anchoredanddevoted at gmail.com. I'm Pastor Jer. He's Pastor Joseph. We love you. Mm -hmm. We're praying for you. We're looking forward to seeing you next time. Until then. <laughs>